Hey there, beautiful babies, what's up? It's your girl Nomi Jackson here, along with the alluring <laughs> Ishii on the other line. What's up, beautiful babies? It is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021 at 11.57 a.m. How y'all doing today? I hope you're doing good. I'm doing okay, I suppose. Uh, let's see, what did I do today? So far, I went to the store and um usually i just grab a cold bottle of water you know even though i have a whole bunch of cold water in my fridge at home but i like to you know do it anyway whatever whatever so anyway then i have the one i usually get so i got smart water plus and this is my first time trying S smart water plus i've used smart water before and it's good because it's got all those um electrolytes in it so um and it keeps you balanced and everything but this one was plus tranquility and it's got uh ashwagandha in it and from what i read it's supposed to like um it's one of those plants that relax you it has those qualities that kind of um suppress your nerves a bit so anyway and it's also tangerine flavored um i didn't know what to expect because usually um flavor things kind of taste artificial to me and I don't necessarily really like it but I thought I'd try it because I do like tangerines I think they're delicious and I was pleasantly surprised to um to taste this it actually tastes like somebody squeezed a little bit of tangerine in there so it's really good if you ever want to try it out I think you should check it out because it's uh yeah I I recommend it. <laughs> it's really good. They have other flavors too, but uh, that's the one that kind of caught my eye. Well, speaking of catching my eye, well, am I speaking of catching? I wasn't even talking about catching nobody's eye. Oh, well. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, as you guys know, oh, sorry, they're doing the lawn out there. They're mowing the grass if you can hear it. Um, I apologize. Uh, as you all know, I told you I was going to start reading The Lost Supreme, The Life of Dream Girl, Florence Ballard, written by Peter Benjaminson, 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 Peter Benjaminson, <laughs> that's a mouthful. Anyway, so, uh, I was just checking out the, uh, prologue written by... James, was it his name? James, no, Peter. Where that get James from? Um, anyway, so it started off his prologue, started off how he actually ended up meeting her. Um, he was a journalist, and somebody called him up and said, Did you know that uh, Florence Ballard of the Supremes is on um, what do you call it, welfare now? He's like, No way, he's just like, Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I gotta go see this for myself. So he drove over there, you know, he um, knocked on her door, nobody was there. Then he waited in his car for like 40 minutes, and then he saw um, Florence and her three daughters coming home with groceries. And um, so he sauntered himself up there, introduced himself, and, you know, she let him in and everything. And so that's where they're... Uh, interview friendship had started at that point and this book is interesting because it's it's not just a regular um biography but it's specifically 
what was from interviews that he did, he turned it into um, a biography. I mean, I, I guess kind of they do it. I mean, in a way, when you're uh, by doing biographies, you kind of get bits and pieces from other people and everything. And he did some of that, but this one, he actually got most of his info from her. And he specifically says um, he can't confirm anything that she says, but, you know, it's from her point of view. And so, you you know, you take it as it is, which, you know, is true in anybody's case. I mean, um, everyone could like being like a family you could be a family of six and you can have like six different uh scenarios of how each person thought it went down you know how the family dynamics were so um that kind of makes sense but um yeah so uh he did that i guess this was a year or two before she passed and when she did pass i guess she was trying to say like after he, she left the Supremes, nobody was really interested in her story. And even less so, even after she passed, nobody was interested. So he kind of like just put it on his shelf up until Dream Girls came out on Broadway. And then suddenly everyone had a re-interest. And then Mary Wilson wrote her book. And so he figured, you know, now's the time I should probably start getting this together. So it took him a while, but he finally got together and started this book. And so uh, that's all I've read so far. Um... I'm going to do a bit, little bit more reading uh, later today. But I was looking through the pictures. I'm just so glad they have pictures in the book. Um, I hate it when they don't have pictures <laughs> to look at. But uh, they have pictures of her with the Supremes and her with her, her own children. And I have, obviously, since I just started the book, I don't know. But I do wonder, like, who raised her daughters when she passed on? I don't know if it's going to say it in here or not. But uh, do any of you guys know? And I wonder if it was the husband, her ex-husband, because something I heard before, and I guess I'll find out when I read the book for sure, is that he was kind of abusive. So if that was the case, I hope that his daughters were not um, raised by him or his family. I'm hoping that Flo's family took the girls in. I really, really hope so. But I do know something I heard elsewhere is that whoever... Um, was in charge of the girls' money. They squandered the uh, girls' money. So uh, Diana Ross made a, a trust fund for the girls and somebody uh, took away all the money. So they didn't have anything by the time they were growing up, which really sucks. People really suck like that. And like people just like are really out for themselves and are just so selfish. And like there's nothing you can do about it. That's just how they are. They have a hardened heart. And they could like they literally do not care about who they're taking things from as long as they get it. They, I sometimes feel like they have no conscience, even though I don't know. I guess I've always had a conscience, but I guess not everyone does. I don't know. It's really weird, but anyway. So yeah, that's what's up today. Um, let's see. Well, since we are speaking of the Supremes why don't I read y'all the lyrics to my personal favorite song by the Supremes I cannot always pretend like I'm singing on it <laughs> um I don't know I just love that song anyway here we go guys 
I've been crying because I'm lonely. Smiles have all turned to tears, but tears won't wash away the fears that you're never ever gonna return. To ease the spire that within me burns, it keeps me crying, baby, for you. It keeps me sighing, baby, for you. So won't you hurry? Come on, boy, see about me. See about your baby. I've given up my friends just for you. My friends are gone and you have too. No peace shall I find until you come back and be mine. No matter what you do or say, I'm gonna love you anyway. Keep on crying, baby, for you. I'm gonna keep sighing, baby, for you. So come on, hurry. Come on, see about me. See about your baby. Sometimes up, sometimes down. My life's so uncertain with you not around. For my arms, you may be out of reach, but my heart says you're here to keep. Keeps me crying, baby, for you. Keep on crying, baby, for you. So won't you hurry? Come on, boy, see about me. See about your baby. You know I'm so lonely. I love you only. See about your baby. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> uh, it just sounds so well put together. I I just love the, the instruments, the sound, the music, the whole thing, even the lyrics. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of say that every once in a while. Like, uh, hey, boo, can you come see about me? <laughs> I don't know. I just love that song. Um written uh just like yesterday by holland dozier and holland um and obviously i guess as usual i'm assuming the funk brothers did the music on there because they pretty much did everything at motown um yeah so that's that uh mikey Pooh. that would be michael jackson to y'all mikey Pooh to me anyway <laughs> anyway i'm just being really silly guys today so our michael thing today is uh his tweet for the day not his well his whoever runs his twitter account um i am assuming it's the estate uh, uh yeah so this is the tweet they put out this month in 2014 Michael's Escape reached number two on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Turn it up and listen. Eh, okay. I will be completely transparent. I don't know anything from that. I never um, made the effort to listen to anything on it. I know he said two posthumous albums and you know, I hear some of the songs aren't really him or some rumors like that. I don't know. It just doesn't matter to me because he himself didn't have anything to do with these albums and with him being a, a perfectionist, I don't, you know, I can't say that he would have wanted these out and I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel the need to, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> um, you know, because like I, I keep mentioning his rabid fans, and I've told you guys a hundred times, I'm not like an over-the-top fan. <laughs> um, contrary to what you might think by this podcast, how I mention him every day, but like I said, I'm a fan of him. I'm not just a huge, giant, you know, MJ fan. Um, I'm a Mikey Poo fan of him as a person. But anyway, I, and I, I love some of his music, so... You know, that's what's up with that. But, um, yeah, some of these fans, and I kind of keep making the mistake of looking at the comments on these tweets and stuff, and these people, like, really get on my nerves. They are like, yeah, so, when is the next album coming? We're waiting. And one person was like, okay, 
I am I can't take this SHIT anymore when you can put it out I mean like they're like really aggressive towards his state and everything and it's just really just so bizarre like there's demanding spoiled children or something it's just the weirdest thing and uh, I guess the funniest part to me or not funny haha but um it seems like the majority of quote-unquote MJ fans you know, besides the long-standing ones back from 40, 50 years ago, um, our younger ones, people that were children, young children or teens when he passed, and I guess that being all over the news at that particular point in time, you know, maybe their parents are, like, really looking, you know, at all the stuff on TV, and so that's when they started to become interested, and they kind of took it on, and kind of like to an obsessive um, point. It's just really strange if you go into the um, in MJ fandom with the younger fans. It's just really really, really strange to me. And it's definitely like he's, not only is he like a god to them, but he's like a fictional character. He's like I don't know, <laughs> maybe like a Buddha statue or something, you know, like he's not real, but we all worship, you know, they all worship him, you know, I didn't mean me, <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. It's just really, really weird to me. So I don't know. I think they need to chill out with all that. Um, if he was still here and he put out a record, I would absolutely have listened to it for sure. But I don't know. I mean, I'll never say never, but. It's really not, you know, that big a deal. But it, apparently it's a real huge deal to the fans. But, um, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, guys, um, I guess I'm going to let you all go now. I got some cleaning to do, reluctantly. <laughs> but um, I just want to remind you that God loves you. Ishi loves you. I love you. Mikey Pooh said he loves you. And we want you guys to have a wonderful and beautifully blessed day because we love you. Udabo.